everybody. Welcome to another episode of Laguna Beach, the podcast. As always, it is Kelly, your host. So this week, the Laguna Beach reunion dropped. And I will say, a lot of people have a lot of different thoughts on it. I mean, I kind of expected it to be more surface level. And a lot of people, I think a lot of people were ready for it to be like full of drama, like what really happened between Lauren and Steven and Cabo. But I didn't think they'd ever touch on that. And I don't think they ever will. Again, a lot of stuff happened in high school that they probably don't want to remember. I mean, it's happened to all of us. Some of us just don't want to remember certain things. But unfortunately, theirs is recorded and lives on forever. But I did take a few notes and I thought Emily did a great job. I'm sure she could only ask certain questions. I had a few people DMing me saying they wish she asked harder questions. But again, I think it was just meant to be service level, get people excited to vote, get people excited for the election, and get people excited for a mini reunion of a show that we've all loved. Also, I know that a lot of you are sticking up for me and saying that it should have been me as host, but I think Emily did a really great job, and I just want to say that. it's. I was looking at, um, I was tagged a few times in one of her posts, and I just want people to know that I think she did a great job. And... I understand that some of us are bummed that maybe I didn't get a mention or shout out or whatever, but at this point, you can't change anything. All we're going to do is move forward, and I'm going to talk about that later in the episode. Other things that I noticed, as we said before, it's a season one cast only. Apparently, Trey started the reunion stuff, and Lauren helped direct them to headcount and kind of figure out how to make it more than just a fun little skit reunion type thing. One thing I did not like about the reunion is all of the heavy cutting. Like the editing was really noticeable and at times it was even distracting in my opinion. People would be like not saying anything and then halfway through a drink and then drink. I don't know. It was just the editing was really tough and I'm sure they only had a certain amount of time to film this, but it's almost like, can we just reset? You know, <laughs> you'd you'd want them to reset instead of these heavy cuts and people almost being cut off like mid-sentence. Apparently the VMAs were the last time they were all together. Steven said that they got like a 40 minute crash course in how to be media trained and then they were at the VMAs and then Laguna Beach premiered. So he said that was the last time they were all together in the same room. So I wrote down all of the superlatives that they gave one another and it was kind of weird because I felt some tension from some of them as they talked about their superlatives. So Steven started it off and he was life of the party in high school. Trey said he was best style and Trey tossed it over to Kristen and Kristen was like, I don't want to be my superlative from high school. And she, I'm not sure what she was, maybe life of the party, but she was like, I'm trying not to go back to high school. But she's like, I guess if we're doing it for now, it would be I'm always in my kitchen. Morgan said she would be changing a diaper. Lauren said she's most likely to forget what day it is. Talon says he talks too much. Which was funny because on the live with him, he told me, he's like, cut me off if I'm saying too much. I talk a lot. So if I'm getting annoying, just cut me off. He tossed it over to Lo, who said she's most likely to be working. And it was kind of weird. She was like, honestly, I'm on Zoom all day and this is just like another one of my meetings. I was like, all right, Lo, we see you. Christina said she's most likely to be a stay-at-home mom. And this kind of bummed me out for Christina because I'm not, I mean... I've said it millions of times, you guys know, I don't have any kids, but I also feel like being a stay-at-home mom can be a lot of work. You have to do a lot when you're a stay-at-home mom. And she was like, you know, we're on an email thread and everybody has founder, CEO, president, and I'm, I mean, I'm CEO of the Sinclair home. So the fact that she even needed to kind of clarify her being a stay-at-home mom and that it was actually a lot of work, I don't know, it kind of made me sad for her a little bit. Dieter was most likely to open a hotel in a pandemic. And also, we talk a lot about Lauren's voice changing. We talk about her voice being way different than it was on Laguna in the Hills, but Dieter's voice has changed a lot too. I was actually shocked when I heard his voice. I was like, wait, that's Dieter? And the last one was Polster, and he's like, most likely to be forgotten about. He also said most likely to be watching Trey's dance video because it's great. Again, it's very heavy on the voting. I will say that. They played a drinking game. Um, when they brought up skinny dipping, everybody drank. They were all happy that graduation was filmed, and then Lo said she was happy that prom was on tape as well. She was like, you know, that was really cool to be able to see us all together. They did a trivia thing, and they got a question for my story, I think, the Chad Michael Murray one. 
Talon actually got it because he saw it on my story, so congratulations, Talon, for getting that one right. One thing people were probably surprised about, like people who don't follow my page or listen to the podcast, is that Christina and Steven are super close. I've always said that, and I always said I didn't understand why they never talked about it on the show. I just, I couldn't wrap my head around it, but they talked about how they ditched school and got caught, but that was never on camera or anything. But also, Christina was suspended. Apparently, Christina was like a little baddie growing up. So maybe when, what was it, when Lauren's like, she's the reverend's daughter. No, really, she is. Was that supposed to be like, yeah, she's actually really wild. And then we see her do nothing wild on the show. I guess the wildest thing that she did was her Broadway audition, which also took a lot of guts. I just have to say that. There's no way I would ever do something like that. One part that was kind of awkward, in my opinion, was when Steven was talking about Kristen dancing on the bar in Cabo. And he was like, you know, I had to call my grandma before it and just be like, hey, nanny or grandma, whatever. You might not want to watch this episode. And then she watched it and she was like, you know what? She kind of deserved it. And I'm like, yeah, not a hot 2020 take. Even if your grandma did say that, like, maybe don't. (laughs) Maybe don't bring that up. Don't bring the slut-shaming herd around the world up. And Kristen, Kristen just looked kind of like, what? Like, kind of, ha ha ha, I guess. Another thing that really actually surprised me was that Steven didn't wear underwear in high school. He says that, and then Talon's like, yeah, none of us did. And Steven said that in college, he went through puberty, so then he had to start wearing underwear. And I was like, that's disgusting. I guess that's what guys do. I don't know. I mean, I don't. But I just thought that was kind of an interesting thing. And I thought it was funny how they were like, were you ever told to pull your pants up so your butt crack wouldn't show? And he's like, I just didn't wear underwear until college. Crazy, wild. I don't know why that stuck out to me so much and why I hated it so much. And yeah, it really grossed me out. (laughs) I feel like Steve and Trey, Christina and Talon spoke the most out of all of them. And a few people asked me if I thought Morgan was drunk by the last part of the reunion, but I didn't think so. I mean, I don't know if maybe I wasn't paying as close attention because a lot of people asked me if they thought she was drinking. I don't know. I feel like Morgan always kind of sounded like that and kind of just like go with the flow, talk like this and just be really excited. But overall, I thought it was cute. I thought that they did the best they could, like just being surface level and not really getting into too many things. And I also understand why they didn't do that. I've spoken to a few season ca- season one cast members and they've always said, you know, we're a little bit more shy than season season two. We don't really like to talk about Laguna as much as season two does. So they still did it. And a lot of people asked me why Alex H wasn't involved. And you know what? Justice for Alex H because she was in season one a lot. She was featured a lot in season one. But again, she got snubbed. I mean, if Polster can make it to the reunion, Alex H should have gotten an invite as well. A few people asked me about a season two reunion. I don't know anything about it. If there is one, Um, I think it would be a lot of fun to put together, but maybe wait a little bit because we don't want like a back to back, you know, it doesn't want to seem like a petty reunion, I guess. But hopefully season two does something because in my opinion, you guys know I love season two. I am ride or die for season two. And I think that they're all really fun. Not saying season one people aren't fun. I just think Jason would actually be like, yeah, I did do all that stuff. And it would be more than just the surface level stuff. Again, I think it went over well. I it, it was what I expected it to be. But next week, next week we do have a very special guest. And it's kind of funny. Her and I planned this about a month ago. We, we've talked a lot through quarantine. And within the last couple weeks, we've been talking a lot more And that's my little teaser. I will tell you who it is at the end of the episode. Also, something I saw on a comment, it was somebody who doesn't follow me, nothing. They said that specifically Dieter and Lowe asked for me not to host. I don't know where this rumor came from. I think it's kind of cool that there's like a specific thing that she thinks happened. Um, That's not true. I just want to throw that out there. And that's like my own little ego coming to play. I can totally admit that. But if it was any cast members, I do not think it was Lowe and Dieter. I just want to throw that little, little tidbit out there. Before I get into the episode of The Hills, I just want to say justice for Little Mix. I know a lot of you may not know who that is, but it's a girl group out of the UK and they're fucking awesome and they deserve more respect and they should be bigger in the United States, but they're not. And I don't understand why, because they had more talent than One Direction and Fifth Harmony put together. There, I said it. If you want to gently ease into them, I highly recommend that you listen to their song, Shout Out to My Ex, followed by No More Sad Songs, featuring Machine Gun Kelly. 
Great songs, great bops. I am kind of a fake fan because I don't know all their songs, but whenever I hear one of their songs, I'm like, why aren't they more popular in the United States? They deserve that. That is just my little rant. You know how I used to sometimes start the podcast with hot takes? I wanted to start it with the Little Mix hot take and then do the reunion, but I forgot. (laughs) So that's why it's right in the middle, okay? It's right in the middle between the reunion and the recap. This episode of The Hills is season three, episode 24, and it is called Girls' Night Out, and it is full of drama, drama, drama. During the recap, we are reminded that Lauren is helping out with LA Fashion Week, and then we're also reminded that Audrina promised that her and Heidi would not become friends, and I don't really remember that promise from last episode, so I don't know what Lauren's talking about. But Heidi shows up at Epic to have lunch with Audrina, and then Heidi says she's really excited to be friends again. And Heidi says something to the effect of, we've been friends for so long and the issue is between Lauren and Spencer, not us. And it just makes sense to Audrina. Audrina's like, yeah, we have nothing to do with this. And Audrina just looks uncomfortable. I'm kind of like, Audrina, are you sure about this? Are you being held hostage? Because right now your face is telling me you are not sure about this. But then Heidi says that they need a girls night. And she invites Audrina, who doesn't look very excited. Like, she doesn't even say yes. She just kind of, like, smiles and nods her head. Again, Audrina, if you need help, please blink twice. But that is the opening moment of the episode. The next scene, we're at People's Revolution, and Lauren shows up to help. And Lauren is like, where's Kelly? She's all stressed out. She doesn't want to see Kelly Catron again. Kelly Catron has already made her cry. She's like, I don't want to cry again. But Lauren gets introduced to Kelly, who remembers her. She's like, yes, I remember you from that time. And she's probably like, yeah, I remember you from not doing your job. That's what I remember you for, Lauren Conrad. (laughs) But Lauren is taking Polaroids. And again, it's all very fast paced. That's one thing I've definitely learned from the last couple episodes. It's more than just models being dressed up and walking on a runway. There's a lot that goes on behind the scenes, which I think gives me better appreciation for the fashion world that maybe I didn't have before. But Kelly kicks Jessica, the PR girl, out of her desk. And Jessica is not pleased. Jessica's not very happy with everything that's happening. And it continues throughout the episode. But Kelly sits down and she's kind of showing Whitney and Lauren what to do. And I believe that she's teaching them about how to organize Polaroids better and deal with models type of thing. Jessica like looks back over her shoulder all annoyed and walks away, which will be a reoccurring theme of this episode. The next scene is a very short scene at Stephanie's apartment. And again, this is one of those episodes where Spencer's facial hair goes all over the place. Sometimes he has a beard, sometimes he doesn't have a beard. In this scene, he does have a beard. And Spencer is still there, like I said, and he's making a turkey sandwich. And Stephanie's like, did you really eat all of our turkey? She's, he's like, no, half of this is for you. And then he asks where she's going. She says she's heading to S-Bar with Heidi. And Spencer just doesn't seem very happy about it. He is over this break and he is sick of playing these games. So it seems at least. Now, Audrina is meeting up with Heidi at S-Bar. And she basically says to Kiara, she's like, no matter what I do, somebody will be mad at me. Which is true, but also I feel like I would rather be on Lauren Conrad's good side than Stephanie Pratt and Heidi Montag's good side. I don't no, that's just me though. But it's a fairly quick scene at S-Bar. Heidi comes up to Audrina and Kiara. Stephanie joins them, of course, and jokes that she's going to change the locks because Spencer said he was going to move his whole arcade into her townhouse. Again, just a quick scene to set the scene at S-Bar because we are back at People's Revolution and Whitney and Lauren are chatting. Lauren says, I'm so stoked for you. This is like a dream job. And Whitney says, well, maybe if you impress Kelly, she will hire you. And then Kelly comes up to remind the girls to wear all black and no boobies. She kind of looks at Lauren. She goes, just so you know, tomorrow you have to wear all black and and no boobies because she's showing cleavage in the outfit that she's wearing at People's Revolution. But again, I don't think she was there when Kelly ran down the list of rules to follow. But Lauren asks Kelly if she's going to be helping with shows. And Kelly's like, yeah, we'll need you to help us all week. And Lauren says, great, I'm free all week. Kelly ends it with... Tomorrow, all hell's gonna break loose, so be sure to sleep well tonight. And what's funny is I actually find Kelly kind of weirdly charming now that I'm re-watching it, but I remember watching it for the first time, what, I was freshman, sophomore when this came out, and I was terrified of Kelly Catrone. I thought Kelly Catrone was so scary, and now watching it back, I'm like, she's actually not that bad. We are back at S-Bar, 
And Audrina says, I realize I don't want to be in a relationship. And Steph quickly says, that's because you're so young and that's what's best. Heidi then quickly says, she is such an encourager of single women everywhere. She's like, okay, let's all be single forever. And remember, Heidi has never been single, really. Her daddy or her stepdad said that when they were in Colorado. He was like, no, Heidi's never been single. And Darlene's like, Heidi, will you please be single for a little while? And Heidi's like, no. Now, outside the club, we see Spencer, who has apparently shaved his beard. Him and a guy named Kevin are walking into the club because, remember, he and Brody are not cool anymore. But Steph points Spencer out right away. And this is where some chaos ensues. And I wish that they weren't in a club because there's a lot of dialogue and I know that I could like sum it up but I'm also gonna I wrote down all the quotes so I'm gonna say it and Heidi starts saying should I go say something to him and Audrina's like I don't think you should (laughs) Audrina's like why is this happening because in her mind like it's okay for her to be friends with Heidi but she does not want Spencer near her like that is unforgivable in Lauren's eyes I'm sure but we see Spencer chatting with a group of girls and he asks how old they are Heidi starts getting like a little crazy. She goes, I will kill some bitch if she comes up to him. And Audrina is like, yeah, I'm the same exact way. Girls are aggressive. They will do anything at that moment. Someone's about to go down. And Audrina seems nervous because all of a sudden it's like Heidi's inner bad girl club's ready to come out. Audrina does not know what's gonna happen. But he seemingly buys the girl shots and one asks if he's sipping on shots which I don't think I've ever really done. I've never sipped on a shot. You always just got to throw it back because it tastes so bad. So after the shots, Heidi starts flipping out, telling Audrina that she wants to bash Spencer's face in. Stephanie quickly says, they're taking shots. And that's what triggers Heidi. I'm not sure why that triggers Heidi so much, but all of a sudden she goes, they're taking shots. They're taking shots. You're telling me that they're over there taking shots? And that's like just a trigger for her. She gets so mad that they're taking shots. And Heidi says she's totally leaving. She's out. She does not want to deal with this. She's trying to have a girl's night. And then Spencer shows up because he knows that they're there. But Heidi hugs Audrina and says she's shaking mad. And we hear Spencer coming up and asking what her issue is. Don't even come over here. What if I wasn't here? What would you be doing? Heidi says to Spencer quickly. And Spencer says, you are insane. And Audrina just looks annoyed and stressed out. Like the whole scene, it's just her face is like, why are they doing this? Why am I a part of this? I just want to have fun with my girl Kiara. But now we have a Spidey fight. And this fight is actually more intense than other fights. I wish it wasn't in a club because again, there are, there's a lot of dialogue, but I wrote down everything. So I'm just going to go like back and forth, I guess. But the lighting is very blue. They, I don't think that this was a scripted scene. I know that Spidey would probably say it is, but I really don't think this one was because if it was scripted, I do think producers would have made them go outside of the club so they could get better audio. But Heidi says, why don't you go flirt with some more girls because you're so single and you want them to all know you're single. And he goes, I'm single. Yeah, I'm single. Like the first night you're out, the first five minutes, you're sitting there talking to two girls laughing like, ha 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 ha. And while she does that laugh, she touches their side and they like pull back and you see Steph just giving them side eye, watching everything go down. It's kind of funny. But Spencer is quickly like, nobody touched me. Oh, really? You were this close and nobody touched you? It doesn't matter. This counts. And Spencer quickly says, I'm not trying to be rude. She was saying some stupid joke. And Heidi quickly goes, I'm going to try to not to be rude to the next guy who tries to talk to me. You're the one who goes out to the club every night, Heidi. This is the first time I've been out in months. Every night I'm with my girls. I'm not doing that shit. Doing what shit? And I don't know why it like shakes me when the, they swear because I don't remember them swearing. I don't know. Whenever, you know, Lauren yelled like bitch or hearing Heidi swearing so much during this scene, I'm like, ooh. But anyway. Heidi says, if a guy tries to talk to me, I say, please don't talk to me. And then the girls that he was talking to walk by and Heidi's like, hi. And then looks at Spencer and goes, are those your new friends? I mean, I didn't even do anything. You're yelling at me for talking to a person that said hello. I don't even want to look at you right now. You don't want to look at me? No, I don't. I'm so mad. And that is the end. That is the end of the Spidey fight. And it is a more intense fight, I will say. And Heidi's very much sticking up for herself. Now, the next day, we have the amazing area view of California that we usually get. And we end up at Lauren and Audrina's apartment. Lauren walks into Audrina's room and Audrina is busy folding clothes. Lauren's like, what are you up to? It's a laundry day for me, is what Audrina says. 
Then Lauren asks where she went the night before, and we know Audrina can't lie. So I am about to play an audio clip in three, two, one. Um, I went to Esbar after work. Heidi and Stephanie were there, like girls' night out. So then we're sitting there talking. Spencer shows up, and he's with all these girls. And like Heidi kept looking over there, and Stephanie's like, "Oh my god, like what? What are you gonna do? Such Why would she just go up and say hi? Wasn't the guy like her?" Because say? like he knew that she was doing a girls' night with her girls, and like she's like, "I bet he knew where I was coming, and he's just like stalking me and coming here." And then, but, like, if you're so, in a relationship with someone, you can't walk up to them and be well, like, hey. I guess hey. they're on relationship vacation. I don't know. Thing is, and this is just me being me, that um, it would not surprise me if Heidi or Spencer tried very, very hard to become friends with you because they really don't like the fact that I get along with Stephanie. Mm-hmm. I know. Cool. It was surprisingly gross, though, how many girls are on him. He probably pays them. No girl would willingly touch that scum. Whoa, where'd that come from? So I don't know. I kind of get where Lauren's coming from being like, Audrina, be careful. But also, Audrina's probably like, maybe they like me because I'm a cool person. I don't know. But they kind of laugh and Lauren says she needs to get ready for Kelly's show. So she leaves and Audrina just goes back to folding her clothes and minding her business. Now we're at Smashbox Studios for the fashion show, which is where Audrina used to work, right? Smashbox? I think she worked there. Maybe I'm wrong. Anyway, Kelly starts off by saying, I need you both to push like a mother hen from the back. Call these people out here. The microphone's here. Get all the models. I'll show you how to do it. (laughs) So she then pushes some models towards the runway and says, that's how you do it. Like, Like a sheep herding dog. And Whitney starts to take charge, yelling all the models that they must go to the runway. And Lauren's also helping, but Whitney is definitely in charge of this whole thing, which we knew Lauren was just there to kind of assist Whitney. And Kelly's having Whitney ask about lighting. So Whitney walks up to Jessica, who seems to kind of ignore her. She's like, Kelly wants to know if the light should be red and then purple. And Jessica just turns away from her, doesn't give her an answer. So Whitney takes matters into her own hand. She waits like 15 seconds and just asks the designer herself. No time for any game. She doesn't need Jessica getting in her way. But she gets the answer, which is deep red, and then goes to tell Kelly. Kelly's excited. And then the girls get sent to the back to line all the models up. And Kelly goes, she's like, don't fuck up. Like, what a great little pep talk from Kelly Catrone. So then we have another little L.A. montage where it's daytime, then it slowly turns to night. So they're letting us know that this is later that day. But now it's nighttime. So now it's nighttime later that day, that night, whatever. You know what I'm trying to say. And we are at Bolt House Studios with our girl Heidi looking stressed as fuck. But Kimberly is showing Heidi some changes that she wants to do to an event. And Heidi starts to fill Kimberly in on the night before. So I'm going to play an audio clip again in three, two, one. Yeah, I thought I was having like girls night out. And then Spencer shows up. And he doesn't come over and say hi. Like, he doesn't even acknowledge my existence. And then he's surrounded by, like, a group of girls and taking shots with them. I was so sick, and I wanted to kill him. I've never felt so betrayed. Was he trying to do some childish display of him being angry with the fact you guys are on a bit of a break? You know? He's not over it. If you're over it, then you don't do something like that. It's so hard seeing him with other girls. So how can you love and hate someone so much at the same time? I also feel like Heidi's like very intense during this episode where she's like, I will beat a bitch up. I will smash his face in. How can I fucking hate someone but love him so much? It's like, whoa, girl, like you just need to take a step back and do what I do. Remember I told you last episode, just like write a letter, tell about why you're mad, then throw it away. That's what you need to do with your feelings right now, Heidi, because this is not a good look for you. So we come back from what would have been a commercial break only to come back to Heidi at Bolt House Studios. And she calls Spencer and asks what he's doing, then asks him to come to Bolt House so they can talk. They need to talk about the night before. And he's like, yeah, I'll be there in a minute. While we wait for that to happen, we're at the fashion show and the models are getting ready. We have have a Jason Lee cameo, which I wasn't expecting. But Emily from People's Revolution is helping Whitney understand her job. And Whitney is a boss this scene. She just crushes it. Another random celebrity sighting that we have is Kirstie Alley is in the crowd. And as they're sending out the models, this model, Michelle, she just like is nowhere to be found. So Whitney literally climbs up some scaffolding and she's like, Michelle, where are you? We find Michelle. Michelle gets to the to the runway, does her job. And it's very intense. There are a lot of models. They're walking really quickly, but the girls kill it. 
and they hug and Whitney thanks Lauren for helping her out. She's like, thank you so much. I couldn't have done this without you. But our girls crushed it and we love that for them. Because you know Kelly Catrone is going to be pleased with their work. Back at Bolt House, Spencer shows up and he parks in the alley per usual. And Heidi gets into the car and I am going to play this audio clip. It's the last audio clip of the episode. So I'm going to play it in three, two, one. Oh, and Tara, about last night. Oh, I'm not even going to sit here and argue. because You don't have to sit here and argue. But uh, if you want to be single, then be single. But let me know. Um, you pretty much made me single when you no, started. No, I didn't. Oh, you call it relationship vacation? Anyone else on planet Earth calls that breaking up? No, they don't. Yes, who takes a vacation from a relationship? I mean, we were just fighting so much. We were fighting, we fought but twice. I wanted space. I wanted Well, you space. got your space. Yeah, but I didn't want you, like, hooking up with other I people. Didn't I didn't hooking I up with other guys. I was there with my friends, and you embarrassed me in front of everybody. I embarrassed you? Yes. You for standing at a bar. Okay. You know what? Next time I stand at a bar and there happens to be some guys there and I'm flirting with them flirting. taking shots, let's see how you feel. Bottom line is you're delusional if you think I was flirting with those girls. How long is relationship vacation? Like, am I supposed to not go to bars and not talk to people for how many months? I just don't think I can just keep waiting around all year long to wait for when Heidi decides she wants to get off relationship vacation. Now call me crazy, but I am actually on Spencer's side with this. I don't think breaks are great unless they have like a timeline. Be like, you know, maybe for two weeks we won't talk for a little bit. But eventually they'll come back and talk about everything. Is this going to be like a season three Ross type break where, you know, we were on a break. That's why I slept with her. I guess we shall wait and see what happens. I mean, we know what happens, but you know what I'm saying? I just, I think that Spencer has a point. If you're going to put someone on break, I think you need a timeline. Also, I don't know if breaks work. I've never been on a break. <laughs> Usually it's just a break up. But yeah, I am weirdly on Spencer's side because he's just trying to live his life. He doesn't know how long a break's gonna last. He's also not actually hooking up with anybody, but Heidi is very angry with him. Now we are back at the fashion show. As I said, it's the end. And Kelly says to Whitney, you are a bitch in training. And Whitney says, oh my God, my mom would be so proud. And then Kelly tells Lauren, you've gone from slow-mo to fashion glow and offers Lauren a position. Jessica pops up and seems like she's overworking there too. Like this poor Jessica girl was probably ready to quit. And then they're like, you're also going to be on the show for a little bit. So maybe you should stick around. But they're asking her about bracelets. And Jessica's like, I don't know what you're talking about for bracelets. And Lauren hands Jessica the bracelets. So we don't know if Jessica's going to be out the door soon. And then she's probably going to blame Lauren and Whitney for that. But Lauren's really pumped to work there. And the episode ends with Whitney and Lauren kind of walking together. They're excited. They're going to be work wives again. And then it, it's also Spencer driving out of the alley, leaving Heidi behind. So we don't know what's going to happen. Are they going to get back together? What's going to go on? We don't know. So I meant to talk about this when I was talking about the reunion, but I forgot. I'm sorry. One thing I really thought was funny is that they talked about their email chain. And if you look at one of the last episodes of season one, Christina's like, let's make an email chain to stay in touch. And Kristen's like, yeah, we'll definitely do that. So it's funny that it did kind of come full circle and they do have the email chain that they always said they were going to have. Kristen has done an interview since and she said that the email chain's cool. They talk a bit. And yeah, it's, it's, it is fun to, to relive that. And I'm glad that season one did get together to do that. Next week on the podcast, I have someone who's near and dear to the Laguna Biatch fam. It is Jessica. Jessica is going to be joining the podcast and I'm so excited. I know I teased it earlier. I was going to wait till the very end of the episode, but I can't wait. I can't wait. Jessica and I have always gotten along really well. And like I said, we've been talking about doing something, but it's almost the three year anniversary of her joining the live. And she's the one who set off all the lives. Without Jessica, there probably would not have been lives with Alex M, Kristen, Justin Bobby, Alex H, Talon, Jason, Morgan S, Taylor. Um, I know I'm missing a few. Kendra, Cami, Shannon, Brittany, Taylor from Very Cavallari. We got a lot of really awesome people, and I give a lot of that to Jessica because she was the first cast member to be like, yeah, I don't know what I'm doing, but for sure I'm down. <laughs> so if you want to join the Facebook group, that is how I'm going to take questions. Again, I have to be respectful, so understand I can't ask, you know, what did Cammy walk in on? I'm not going to ask those kind of questions just because I do like to try and keep some kind of professionalism when it comes to these, and they've also all moved on from it. It's crazy. As I'm recording this, it's actually the two-year anniversary of my Laguna trip, and and whenever people ask me what to see in Laguna, I feel bad because I don't really have an answer. 
I was so just in my element. I was so happy having a blast. And my friend Callie and I were only there for, I think, three days, maybe four maybe four but on the fourth day we left at like 6 a.m so we didn't have a ton of time i will say check out oak street lookout that's where a lot of scenes were filmed i know that gina's pizza is really good pizza and scenes were filmed there wahoo tacos surf and sport just walking by that you're like ooh, it's a moment but yeah i can't believe it has been two full years since that has happened but that's kind of all i got for the laguna hills world at the moment The Hills reboot hasn't started filming again just yet, but I'm sure it's coming soon. Brody was the reason, you know, he kind of held out. He didn't want to film outside of California, which I understand. I do get that. I've heard some cast members weren't super pleased with them, but in the end, it all worked out and they are going to be recording, um, filming again. Sorry, not recording. They'll be filming again soon, which is crazy because it's been a long time since the reboot aired. So it's a lot of... A lot of time to make up for, but I guess a lot of reality shows will have to deal with that. Like I said, you know, guys know I love Teen Mom too, but even trying to watch that right now, I'm like, this is so long ago. Like, Kale's not even pregnant with the baby that she has now and has had for about four months now. We will see how that works out. I know that we are doing a Vampire Diaries deep dive, but I wanted to talk about a couple other things before I did that. Sean Mendez has a Netflix documentary coming out and it's kind of weird. I was watching it and it seems like it's more about him and Camilla Cabello's relationship than it is about like him. And I saw a tweet and it was like, I've never seen someone who's who was meant to be a youth leader more than Sean Mendez. And that kind of cracked me up. But I guess I'll watch it. I mean, Sean Mendez doesn't do a ton for me. I understand people love him. I do think he's talented, but he's just not for me. It's kind of like Charlie Puth. I can recognize his talent, but it's just not really, not really my cup of tea, I guess. So we will see. If I watch it, I promise to give you some kind of rundown so you don't have to watch it. But I do not know if I'm going to watch it as of right now. Adele did great hosting SNL. I knew that she would. Adele's so talented and incredible, and I love her so much. She did an incredible job. She's saying a bit, but I do think she's going to announce a dro- or drop, I should say, drop a surprise album on the 30th. I still think that's going to happen. She said it's not done yet. I don't believe her. I think next week we're going to have an Adele album, and I can't wait to drink wine and cry while listening to Adele. <laughs> I also just saw Jersey Shore star Dina is having a second baby with her husband Chris, so congratulations to them. I think Dina's really underrated. I really like Dina, and one day I'm going to get the person who runs Cabs Are Here on the podcast to talk about Jersey Shore. I will say that Chelsea is a lot more bold than I am with her statements. So we will see how that goes. <laughs> I love her to death though. Cabs are here. If you don't follow her on Instagram, you should. She's an incredible friend to me. She does a lot of the videos for Laguna Beach and she has always done them. Never asked for a penny, even though I try and pay her all the time. So if you're not following at Cabs are here, I believe there's three E's at the end of here on Instagram, please do that. Chelsea's great. Chelsea's the best. Over the weekend, I watched the new Borat movie, and I know not everybody loves Borat. I understand why not everybody loves Borat, but I love Borat. I can't help it. I think he's so funny. I think Sasha Baron Cohen is so brilliant, and it's definitely very politically charged, so if you're not into that, don't watch it, but Borat cracks me up. And it's weird. I started laughing almost immediately just because I love his voice. I'm not going to do it. I'm not going to do a Borat impression. Don't worry. But that is on Amazon Prime if you're looking for it. I'm trying to think if there's anything else really that's gone on in pop culture world that I can think of. I don't really know. I started following Aaron Carter. So that's exciting news. And it's weird. His his music that he puts out, like his beats and stuff, I don't think they're bad at all. So that's just my little positive Aaron Carter story for the week, I guess. Real quick, somebody asked me for an update on the ghost situation of my apartment. No, I haven't saged my apartment. I haven't bought sage yet. So again, if you have any sage recommendations, please let me know because I do not trust the sage that just comes off Amazon. But this past week, I woke up at about 1130 at night to a cabinet slamming, it sounded like, and I can hear my neighbor's kids doing it. So I'm just hoping it was him. I know it was late, but maybe he was just getting a little wild at 1130. But I laid there and I was like, what the fuck? 
Why is my home haunted? I'm sick of this. <laughs> but no more night terrors. No night terrors this past week, so that's exciting for me. Also, last night I actually had a sleepover with one of my friends. I mean, we kind of drank a lot. That's why I slept over. But it was so fun just like watching old movies and eating pizza and drinking Prosecco. I was kind of like, when did sleepovers stop? I feel like I was like 23 or 24 where people just started sleeping over only if they drank. But I think we should bring sleepovers back because it's good for the soul. Also, we watched Grease 2, which is highly underrated. And it's not it's not great. Let's be clear. But Cool Rider is one of the best musical songs ever. And I'm saying it. Okay, you probably don't agree. And that's okay. Another person did ask me if I would buy a Pratt Daddy crystal. And as I've said before, I'm just not into like crystal healing, I guess. If you believe in it, totally fine. Like I'm not going to shit on anyone's beliefs. I it's just not for me. And I think it's because there are so many rules, to be honest. I know you have to like charge them. I know they can only be like certain ways and they have to be. I believe they have to be blessed before you get them blessed by somebody so they really work. There are just a lot of rules to it. So no, I don't think I ever would. Plus his crystals are really expensive. I didn't realize crystals went for that much money. So now I'm going to talk about the one, the only Vampire Diaries. If you didn't watch, I still think you might like the gossip, but if you have to close like close out right now I understand there is going to be a little bit at the end so maybe just fast forward a little bit and then you can hear my sign off (laughs) but as always CW shows you know how much I love CW couples and there were quite a few of them on Vampire Diaries okay we all know Ian Somerhalder and Nina Dobrev dated Candace Acola and Zach Rorig I cannot say his last name the guy who played Matt they dated in real life Paul Wesley and Tori DeVito were married in real life, got divorced while he was on Vampire Diaries, and later he dated Phoebe Tonkin, who came in as a werewolf named Haley. Let's see, who else dated Candace Acola and Stephen R. McQueen dated for a little bit? And then the guy who plays Klaus dated another person who was like, she didn't have a huge part in it, but they dated. And I think that's all. I think that's all. It's not, it's not as incestual as One Tree Hill, but it's close. It's up there. It's definitely up there. And as Enti, you guys know I love me some Enti lawyer when I do these deep dives. Enti has said that CW producers like when cast date because it makes the show seem more authentic, kind of, but also gets people talking about the show and people will want to see if the couple in real life is together on the show, things like that. So again, like most CW shows, a lot of co-stars were dating and there was probably a lot of behind-the-scenes drama because of that. So over the years, most of the things that I could find, I guess, were more about Nina and Ian. But before we jump into that mess, I want to say Paul Wesley hated Vampire Diaries, allegedly. Allegedly, he really disliked being on Vampire Diaries and spoiler alert, okay? This is a big spoiler alert. He basically begged production to be killed off. He did not want to come back for any kind of reboot or anything like that. He just wanted to be done with the show, which I kind of hate because I was a big Stefan gal. I loved Stefan a lot. Oh, I guess I can talk about that a little bit. When I think about my favorite characters, my favorite characters are... I love Caroline Forbes. I think Caroline Forbes rivals Brooke Davis. That is how highly I think of Caroline Forbes. Also, I really loved Catherine. It's funny because I did not like Elena, but I loved Catherine. I loved Rebecca, who was an original, and she kind of popped back and forth. I also really loved Stefan, as I said, and I really liked Bonnie. I felt like Bonnie was always saving her friends, and instead they were just like, do a spell. I don't care if your nose is going to bleed. Like, just do it. Are you going to help us? And then I also really like Matt. I know a lot of people did not like Matt. One actor on the show, Matt Davis, who played Alaric, he has the whole like fandom is turned on him, which I think is really interesting. It's kind of weird, okay? So they used to do these big CW events. I don't know if you really remember them, but I they it used to be called the CW Upfronts. And during one of them, he said that he thought Alaric and Elena would have like a romance. And ever since then, everyone was like, you're a fucking weirdo. We don't like you. And <laughs> you're no longer a fan favorite. Also, fun fact, Alaric was Warner in Legally Blonde and he was the hot quarterback in Blue Crush. But anyway, the actor who plays Alaric has become one of the least favoritable people on the show. 
So that's just a little bit of drama right there. But all the drama that I will be talking about is all allegedly. You guys know that. You guys know I love my allegedly. And it's all from the NT Lawyer podcast. And again, it's mostly all Ian and Nina. But I've talked about something called yatting before. So if you see a lot of young celebrity girls in the, what, like south coast of France on a yacht just taking pictures, they're probably yachting. And yachting's really gross in my opinion. It really makes me sad, but women get paid to hang out on yachts and then allegedly they are kind of gonna do whatever the yacht owner wants them to do allegedly of course right like all all the things I'm saying is allegedly you know I have to say that a million times so I don't get sued (laughs) jump bunny (laughs) but basically Nina has allegedly been yachting um Kat Graham and Phoebe Tonkin all allegedly yachted for a while And because of the pandemic, it's been said that Nina can no longer do the yachting, which is why she's with Sean White, right? Like, what a bizarre little, little turn of events. Of course, that is all just a rumor, but I don't know. It kind of makes sense if you ask me. So Enti Lawyer, he starts off this podcast with a blind item. And it says, this is from April 28th, 2013. If you are a fan of Almost Network Hits, that means you are probably a fan of this B-minus list, mostly television actress. Someone should probably warn her that the C-list actress celebrity she thinks is her friend has already slept with the B-lister's actor boyfriend. This is not a one-time thing. So that is Nina Dobrev... Julianne Huff and Ian Summerhalder. And then there was another blind. This is from 2016. This foreign-born B-list mostly television actress says she will head back to her former television show at some point next season. I feel I feel sorry for her. She hooked up with a guy and thought it was serious, but was outdone by another vampire from a different medium who has no shame in her game taking what is not exclusively hers. Ian, Nikki, and Nina. So Enti says that Nikki went after Ian hard because she wanted a boyfriend that would make her famous again when her career allegedly tanked after Twilight. Um, I feel mean saying that, but that's what Enti said. Enti then says Julianne Huff slept with Ian while he was still with Nina. And personally, there were a lot of rumors that Julianne and Nina were actually together and the men have all been beards, but nothing has been confirmed about that. Enti compares Nikki to a curse. He calls her the Horcrux. <laughs> like, what What a thing to say. But Enti says that Ian's foundation is not exactly what it seems to be. He allegedly has taken money from donors, and I, I don't want to believe it. I really don't. But Enti has never been sued, which is the craziest thing. But apparently, Ian and Nikki have kept 95% of the proceeds. Again, allegedly. (laughs) Wow, I'm a lot more scared doing these deep dives than I used to be, that's for sure. In January 2017, there was talk of a Vampire Diaries reunion, but it was all up to Nikki, and at the time, Nikki had not agreed. She did not want Ian doing any scenes with his ex, Nina. Nikki tried to convince Ian to do a reality show, but he said no because it would ruin his career. And I mean, maybe a reality show would have been good for them, I'm not sure. In May 2016, this is peak hate on Ian and Nikki season. Ian blew off Comic-Con outside the U.S. He knew six weeks in advance he would not attend. He didn't feel like it. He had other plans but said nothing. So all the people that went there to see him were out of luck and did not receive a refund. Ian was the most popular when he was with Nina. People liked them together. They liked that they were on the show together and in real life. And as I said before, CW producers really did push off-screen romance. But according to Enti, Nikki has brought out the worst in Ian and they act like total tools. So we go back to May 2015 and Nikki and Ian went to Cannes. The invite was for Ian, but Nikki made it all about herself and she wouldn't allow fans to take photos with Ian. Allegedly, Nikki and Ian have both cheated on each other, and allegedly in 2015, Ian and Nina actually hooked up again. And Ian used to have a lot of friends, but Nikki made him cut them all out of her life. But this is kind of crazy, okay? Apparently, Nikki dated Ryan Phillippe when he was 33, and she was only 17. The story says she was 18, but apparently she really wasn't. But it is all kind of interesting, because... Nikki allegedly hooked up with Derek Huff, who's of course Julianne's brother, who also dated Nina, 
and allegedly Ian hooked up with Julianne. What a little tangled web. But Enti kind of jumps around and he talks a lot about Nikki Reed, but this is a Vampire Diaries deep dive, not a Nikki Reed deep dive. But apparently Nina was dating Orlando Bloom at one time and it was back when Orlando Bloom was like fighting Justin Bieber who also slept with his ex-wife. Like, if you guys don't know that, Justin Bieber hooked up with Miranda Kerr, and that's why Orlando fought him. Like, she cheated on Orlando Bloom with Justin Bieber, allegedly. What a fucking wild ride that was. But Nina and Orlando were kind of on and off for a while. He cheated on her a whole bunch. And apparently in July 2018, Enti wrote that Lindsay Lohan was being mean to Nina when they ran into each other out of the country. Seven months prior to this, Nina had a role in Flatliners, but Nina had a backup plan if the movie bombed, and that's go to Dubai, because that's where a lot of yachters are as well. And Andy talks a lot about Nina. He basically says that she does not have an issue with escorting. And honestly, if you want to escort, whatever. Like, it's your body, your choice, right? But Andy ends it basically saying that Nina's actually very kind, very nice, and she's really good to her fans. And yeah, that's kind of the Andy drama of Vampire Diaries. Very Nikki, Ian, Nina, Orient and I'm sorry if that part really bored you, but let's talk more about the backstage drama that was Vampire Diaries, okay? So one thing I have noticed over social media is that Kat Graham can be a little rude to her fans. Somebody tweeted, I miss you, Kat Graham, and she responded saying, no, you miss Bonnie, you don't miss me at all. And I'm kind of like, dude, what the fuck? Like, that's so rude to say to somebody, especially to go out of your way and make sure you tweet that, because she honestly probably gets a ton of tweets or was getting a ton of tweets at that time. Kat Graham also tweeted this in 2018. Why do TVD, the Vampire Diaries, fans still insist on tagging me in photos I'm not even in? Cut that shit out. So apparently... Cat gets a lot of hate as well. It's kind of crazy how many people Ian Summerhalder has dated. It's, it's, I'm going to go through it, okay? Kate Bosworth, Nikki Hilton, Maggie Grace, Megan Ald, A-U-L-D, Ashley Green, Nina Dobrev, Malesi Zhao, but allegedly they only hooked up in 2013, and then Nikki Reed, of course, just a little rundown of the Ian Somerhalder love life. I don't know why I did that. I just think it's kind of funny that he dated Nikki Hilton and I totally forgot about that. How dare I forget about that, honestly, at this point in my life. If there's one thing I should know, it is that. Like, if there's one thing I should remember, it is that Nikki Hilton and Ian Somerhalder dated for a short amount of time. One thing that I actually thought was a smart marketing ploy of Vampire Diaries, because this came out during the vampire hype. I don't know if you guys remember, but the girls got arrested in Georgia. It was Nina Dobrev, Kayla Ewell, Crystal Veda, Sarah Canning, and Candice Acola. They were doing a photo shoot, and Tyler Shields was also arrested. He was the one doing the photo shoot. But people were calling 911s and thought the girls were in danger because... They were allegedly hanging from the bridge and exposing themselves, and everyone had to pay $1,000, but they were released that same day. This isn't really drama, but just a fun little Vampire Diaries fact. The pilot episode attracted 4.91 million viewers, which is the largest premiere viewership of any CW show at the time. So back to the Nina, Nikki, Ian stuff. I'm sorry that this is kind of jumping all over the place. I apologize about that. But one thing I forgot to mention is that Nikki was actually Nina's really good friend. They were really close. And then all of a sudden she started dating Ian, which, you know, it's kind of not great when your best friend falls for the person that you used to love. And there are a lot of rumors that she actually left the show because of that, because she was so heartbroken and just didn't want to deal with it. And honestly, I don't blame her. A wild fact is that Ashley Simpson and Ashley Tisdale were both almost Elena. Could you imagine? That would have been, that would have been pretty wild. Paul Wesley apparently auditioned 15 times for the role of Stefan. And I'm going to end it with this. Apparently, Tyler Lockwood was not supposed to be a main character in the show. And honestly, 
I wish he stayed that way. I hated Tyler's character. I thought the acting was really bad. I know that that's mean. Maybe he has gotten better at acting. And I'm not saying like CW actors are the best or anything, but I really disliked his character. He was probably my least favorite character on the whole entire series. So yeah, that is that is a little bit of a Vampire Diaries dive. I know it was kind of all over the place. I'm sorry if you weren't super into it. Um, there wasn't as much about like all of the characters as I wish there was. It was mostly Nina and Ian, but I wanted to end the podcast by saying I am doing a little bit of a rebrand. I want to start posting other shows on the Instagram page. I think it's time after three years of only posting Laguna in the hills and then some memes here and there. It was just, it's time for a change, and I'm really excited about it. I'm excited to start posting. You guys know I love One Tree Hill, Gossip Girl, all those shows. I'm going to do Room Raiders. I'm going to do Cribs. I'm going to do all those um, shows just to bring back the nostalgia, but also some current pop culture. You know the radio station that's like 80s, 90s, 2000s, and today? Like, that's what I want Laguna Beach to be. And a few people have DM me asking, well, are you going to change your handle? No. At this point, I think that I have owned the Laguna Beach title. I want it to be pop culture and nostalgia. And I will say this to my podcast peeps, because we're close. Us podcast people, we're close. But even the last like week and a half, two weeks, all I've really done is repurpose old content. And I kind of felt like that wasn't fair for me creatively. And that's not fair for you guys for following me. And you're kind of like, we've already seen these. But no one ever like said that or anything. But I wanted to end on this. So I almost got a sponsorship with somebody and then they decided my brand was too rough around the edges is what they said. And I'm like, really? I'm rough around the edges? I don't think I am. But I just want to say thank you to the Laguna Beach community because I laid out all the awesome things that we have done as a community, as a whole, all of that. So we cleared teachers lists at the end of the summer, this past summer. That is a huge deal. We helped a lot of teachers out. Also, when the tornado happened in Nashville, the followers, we all raised $1,200 for me to buy supplies to donate to victims of the tornadoes in Nashville. Other things that we have done. We've donated $120 to Black Lives Matter when I had Lucy on the ground um, join the podcast. That's how much we made off ads that week. When my mom was diagnosed with breast cancer, I put together a breast cancer thing and we raised $150. For LGBTQ community, we raised $100. And we've also done so many more things. I mean, when my cousin passed away, um, people donated to the GoFundMe for that. And it's just... You know, we have something really special here and I'm really excited to continue even with the rebrand and I hope you guys stick around because I know change sucks and I know 2020 has been nothing but change for everybody, but I think this is going to be good. And again, I'm still going to post Laguna. I'm still going to post The Hills. I'm still going to do the podcast where I'm recapping The Hills. Honestly, after season three, I might take like a little break and talk about a different show because this has been a long time. We've been we've been on this ride for a while. I mean, even next week, Jessica's going to be on the podcast. So no, I'm not giving up on Laguna and The Hills. I just need a little bit of a break and I feel like this will help us all. And I honestly feel like this will help me expand, you know, a following, a brand, all of that stuff. So I just want to like take a minute and say thank you guys for following me for as long as you have. I can't believe it's been over three years of Laguna Beach. So crazy and I couldn't do it without you guys. So thank you so much for hanging out, for listening to me on the podcast, for following the Instagram, for playing bop and flop and for even dealing with that messy ass deep dive I just did. But I hope you guys have an awesome rest of your week and I'll talk to you next week with Jessica. So I'll talk to you guys and just stay safe, stay sane. The next week is probably going to be a lot for a lot of people. So I will talk to you next week though. And bye.